Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. It occurred to Pooh and Piglet that they hadn't heard from Eeyore for several days. So they put on their hats and coats and trotted across the hundred acre wood to Eeyore's stick house. Inside the house was Eeyore. Hello, Eeyore, said Pooh. Hello, Pooh. Hello, Piglet, said Eeyore in a glum-sounding voice. We just thought we'd check in on you, said Piglet, because we hadn't heard from you, and so we wanted to know if you were okay. Eeyore was silent for a moment. Am I okay, he asked eventually. Well, I don't know, to be honest. Is any of us really okay? That's what I ask myself. All I can tell you, Pooh and Piglet, is that right now I feel really rather sad and alone and not much fun to be around at all. Which is why I haven't bothered you, because you wouldn't want to waste your time with someone who is sad and alone and not much fun to be around at all, would you? Pooh looked at Piglet, and Piglet looked at Pooh, and they both sat down, one on either side of Eeyore, in his stick house. Eeyore looked at them in surprise. What are you doing? We're sitting here with you, said Pooh, because we are your friends. And true friends don't care if someone is feeling sad or alone or not much fun to be around at all. True friends are there for you anyway, and so here we are. Oh, said Eeyore. Oh. And the three of them sat there in silence, and while Pooh and Piglet said nothing at all, somehow, almost imperceptibly, Eeyore started to feel a very tiny little bit better. Especially in these physically distanced pandemic times, I wonder if you too are struggling to be a good friend. Somehow trying to squeeze my care and concern out through a keyboard into cyberspace or even a phone call just can't convey it. XO is not the same as a hand on the arm or a warm embrace. It leaves me feeling a little empty, a little brittle, a lot of longing, until I remember that there are spiritual teachings that can guide us. This is one of my favorite passages in the entire canon of the teachings of the Buddha. The Buddha's most devoted disciple, Ananda, said to his teacher, This is half of the holy life, 
admirable friendship, admirable companionship, admirable camaraderie. And the Buddha responded, don't say that, Ananda, don't say that. Admirable friendship, admirable companionship, admirable camaraderie is actually the whole of the holy life. Qualities of honesty, trust, and trustworthiness, good communication, these are important to friendship. You don't have to like the same things. You just have to be supportive of what your friends like. A good friend isn't free of conflict. A good friendship isn't free of conflict. But conflicts are faced and resolved constructively and effectively. Friendships need care and feeding. They need time. And presence. Not necessarily physical presence, but spiritual presence is at the heart of friendship. In study after study of the power of friendship, the single quality that stood out among good friends was the capacity to show up and be there for each other, to stick together through adversity and joy, to listen and help and celebrate. And as much as we might vastly prefer it, None of that requires sitting side by side. To that point, here are some voices of friendship from across the country. I met Mary Lou 14 years ago while tending the grave of my 34-year-old son, Kevin, just weeks after he had died. Mary Lou was visiting her son, Gary. She smiled, and soon we were sharing our stories not only about our sons, but about our lives. On my next visit with Kevin, I saw a piece of paper sticking out from under a rock, an inspirational note from Mary Lou. I wrote her back and put my note under the same rock. A week later, I returned to find another note from Mary Lou. We have continued back and forth like this for years. We are friends. For life. And this. When I was four, my mother had her hands full with six children. Luckily, there was our neighbor, Burla. Burla had no children. I had her full attention. Imagine. She taught me how to care for my teeth and a love of long walks. She also taught me to play cribbage, which came with these words of advice. There is a perfect strategy for every hand dealt. That concept has impacted every aspect of my life. Although we have not seen each other for years, Burla is still my friend. And this. I met my best friend Bill at work. I was 23 and he was 85. But I had more in common with him than friends my own age. We're both really stubborn. He always had an umbrella, and whenever it was raining after work, he'd say, let me walk you to your car. I would always decline the offer, and he would always say, I'm walking to you to your car, whether you like it or not. Bill and I took the same lunch break. He didn't recognize many of my Mexican dishes and often asked what I was eating. I always offered him a taste, along with some of my Oreos. It became our tradition that every time a new limited edition Oreo flavor was released, 
we waited to try it together. Bill died in April of 2019. I miss him every day. But now, I always carry my umbrella and always offer to walk people to their car. When someone declines my offer, I say, I'm walking you whether or not you like it. And finally, this. When I was pregnant, I felt and acted as if I had PMS for the entire nine months. My best friend Laura told me she was calling me every other day just to make sure someone was still speaking to me. Presence, not physical presence, but spiritual presence. In Pali, the language of the Buddha, the word for friend is mitra. The word kalyan means lovely or beautiful. So in Buddhism, your beautiful friend, your kalyana mitra, is your spiritual friend. It's also translated as good friends, meaning friends for good purposes. Virtuous friends, noble friends, and admirable friends. Canonical discourses state that companionship with the wise leads to listening to good advice, clear thinking, rational faith, and noble thoughts, as well as self-control, good conduct, conquest of the hindrances, longing, aversion, apathy, sloth, and doubt, and the gaining of wisdom and consequent liberation. Jack Lawler, a lawyer who practices Buddhism in the tradition of Thich Nhat Hanh, writes, spiritual friends become a link in a long, interdependent chain of friendships that remain alive and present for our entire lives. Being a Kalyanamitra means being attentive to the person we are with. When we practice in this way, when we live in this way, profound compassion arises. And it is spiritual friendships that make spiritual community possible. The Sanskrit word for spiritual community is Sangha. Thich Nhat Hanh urged us to look with Sangha eyes. Look with Sangha eyes to always seek to measure our thoughts, words, and deeds as they nourish the community. Ultimately, what is good for you is only truly good if it is also good for the community. This is what it means to be a spiritual friend. Author Susan Piver expands the definition of spiritual friendship. She writes, there is no question that we are not alone. There are people who will come to your aid when you need them, who arrive and depart on some kind of mysterious timetable. Anyone who brings a spiritual lesson home to you is your Kalyanamitra. There are the spiritual friends we choose and those we don't. Your spiritual friend may actually be someone who really irritates you. Illness and death can be our Kalyanamitra if we allow them to shake us out of our sleep, to pay attention and live a world-wide awake life. They are our spiritual friends. Tibetan Buddhist teacher Chogyam Trungpa said that the everyday spiritual practice is simply to develop a complete acceptance and openness to all situations and all people, experiencing everything totally, without 
Reservation. Your Kalayana Mitra. We are learning and living so many ways to be together while the pandemic keeps us apart. I'll close with the astonishing story of two young men whose hybrid friendship began in person, moved online with video games, and continues both in person and with an international presence on the web where they've invited thousands of people from around the world to join them. Chris Betancourt and Dylan Hill became best friends in fourth grade. One year later, Chris was diagnosed with chronic myeloid leukemia, a blood cell cancer. We spent a lot of time in the hospital, Dylan says. Cancer is life-changing for fifth graders. When Dylan wasn't allowed in the hospital, the guys paid a lot of video games. The hallmark of our friendship, he says, was video games. Months later, after a grueling chemo regimen, Chris was in remission. For the next five years, they enjoyed being what they described as normal kids. During their senior year, the guys turned their hobby into a charity called Gamer's Gift. Basically, Dylan explains, we took virtual reality to children's hospitals, people with disabilities, and assisted living facilities. We also made video game donations. We raised $75,000 for that. Life was sweet for the dynamic duo, both in and out of cyberspace. But then in September of 2017, Chris was sick again. And this time, his cancer wasn't responding to treatment. Suddenly, impossibly, his doctors predicted that the 20-year-old had a year, or maybe two, to live. Dylan got the news from his best friend while sitting in a lecture hall at the University of California, Davis, where he was studying cognitive science and managerial economics. We talked about mortality and what that meant, he says, the fact that Chris might not be able to experience things that I thought we were moving toward, buying a car, finding a soulmate, those things were no longer in his grasp. And then we talked about adventures. We had never even gone to Los Angeles. After that call, I couldn't possibly sit in a lecture hall while my best friend was dying. So I decided, why not spend a year doing incredible things with him? I said to Chris, if we're facing the end, let's not worry about it. Let's make this bucket list. Let's do it. We've always done everything together. One week later, Dylan dropped out of school. The guys started a website, One List, One Life, posting their bucket list to document their journey and share their friendship with the world. First, we just went door to door with a flyer. We wanted to taste the world's hottest pepper, fly an airplane, go diving with sharks. Number 60 on the list was backpacking through Europe. We wanted to walk down a fashion runway and participate in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Then we made it to the front page of Reddit and things we never experienced uh, started to cross off our list. They were happening, like meeting Danny DeVito from the TV series Taxi. We created the world's longest pay-it-forward chain. We bought coffee for the person behind us and the pay-it-forward lasted 36 hours. 
We even broke a world record by inspiring 3,715 people to sign up for a bone marrow donor list in one day. The magnifying effect, it's incredible. People are realizing that life is short. You need to live for today and do it for others. One of Chris's biggest wishes, number 119 on the list, was to help someone else. Along the way, through their website, they met a 17-year-old named Josh who had fought cancer for almost his entire life. They published Josh's bucket list. One of his wishes was to meet actor Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell made a video message for him. Dylan says the last photo taken of Josh was of him sitting in his hospice bed. But in that picture, he had a huge smile on his face. And he was wearing a One Life, One List shirt. And so Chris and Dylan's mission shifted to giving people with end-stage diseases a virtual platform to share their stories and cross things off their lists. Chris's legacy is to have given thousands of people that platform. And there's a very happy ending to this story. It turned out that saving his life depended on finding a genetically identical bone marrow donor. The odds were abysmal. But in addition to the 3,715 people he and Dylan got to sign up in that single day, they ended up inspiring more than 13,000 bone marrow registry signups. And one of them was a genetically identical match. The transplant was successful. Chris is alive and very well. And Chris Betancourt and Dylan Hill's friendship, both virtually and in person, is the stuff of legend. Beloved spiritual companions, Spiritual friendships make spiritual community possible. Friendship is the whole of the holy life. Pooh and Piglet looked at each other. They both sat down, one on either side of Eeyore in his stick house. Eeyore looked at them in surprise. What are you doing? We're sitting here with you, said Pooh because we are your friends. Amen. And now for our benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart in namaste. I bow to the divine in you. The 13th century Persian mystic Rumi said, in this tangled world, what is there other than the friend? Let us keep this faith, beloveds, and pass it on. The service begins when the service ends. Bless your hearts. I love you. Amen.
please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace.